Welcome to the Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021, brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. To learn more about the Atlanta Fringe Festival, go to atlantafringe.org. This show is for a mature audience. It contains adult content. If you haven't heard, there's this great new app called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more platforms. And you can make money, too. Your podcast can make you money with a no minimum listenership. It's amazing. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download your free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast contains adult themes and sexual content. You're welcome. You're listening to Queer Bait, a queer podcast about sex, inclusion, diversity, what gets you off, and what turns you off. And I'm your host. Anthony Manuel. Well, hello. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Like, okay, so everything. I was like, there are so many things happening at the same time. I was like, <laughs> I kept getting. I all was these getting like a lot. Like right when you text, I was getting like a bunch of other texts, and then I was like, oh my god, what is going on right now? So true. It's the exact same thing. Like all these messages started coming in. We're like, <laughs> 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 Oh my god! Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, so we're just gonna dive right in, right? Okay. okay. Right. So welcome to Queer Bay, and I am your host, Anthony Manuel. I am a, a theater maker, an artist, a writer, and I believe that you are never too old to learn about sex. So I am here with um, my guest this week is Marla Renee Stewart, who is an author, uh, a speaker, a sexologist, and a sex educator. So welcome, Marla. Thanks for coming. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is so this is so exciting. Okay, so everyone, Valentine's Day is coming up really soon. Yes. Um, we're just like a week away, a week away. So if you don't have your <laughs> gifts, if you don't have your game plan, um, then you better get ready. So we're gonna give you some like this is like your last your last chance to get it together. Okay, so like make sure your <laughs> Valentine's Day is like on point, people. So get out your notepads, get your number two paper, you know your number two pencil out because uh, today we're gonna get a little sex education. All right. So, you know, um, so no matter how good you think you are <laughs> doing the deed, we can always use some pro tips. So, Marla, thank you for being here to like sort of help us out and sort of help us guide through some of our, um, you know, our sexual insecurities and and our sexual egos, I think, as <laughs> as that may be. Um, so just so you know that I'm not just like picking up some random person on the street <laughs> to talk to <laughs> you all. Um, Marla does have um, a master's as, and is a lecturer at Clayton State University. She runs her own sexual education company, Velvet Lips. 
Uh, she is the co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference and the Sexual Liberation Collective. And she has studied human sexuality for more than 18 years and has been featured on a variety of media outlets, as well as spoken to various audiences around the world. She is a global sex educator, people. She is teaching everybody how to do it. So thank you, Marla. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you for that introduction. I'm super excited to be here. I've, yeah, I have like almost 20 years of sexuality education experience. And, um, you know, you can catch me on Netflix or Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, those past episodes. So, um, so I'm, yeah, really excited to let you know what's going on, including the okay, rock so what, were, what were you doing on Love and Hip Hop? What were you doing there? And Love and, on Love and Hip Hop um, Atlanta, I was, um, helping Mama D and her husband get back together. So I was helping them sort of revitalize their sex life because, he, you know, she had kicked him out the house. And um, so I was helping her trying to figure out how she needed to revitalize her sex life. And um, I was working with her because she has like a bad hip and a bad knee. So I was trying to uh, tell her about some uh, good sexual positions that she could be in. Um, as well as guiding them through some kiss, kissing exercises and just some fun, full, you know, spicing up your sex life exercises. That's so sweet. That's lovely. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so great. So, okay. So Marla, let, I, we don't know each other that well, but I want to get to know you a little bit better. So um, I'm going to do this with all my guests. So we're going to play like a little quick icebreaker. Um, and the game is called Gets You Off or Turns You Off. Okay, so I'm just gonna it's like sort of word association. I'm okay. just gonna throw out some things, and you just let us know: does it get you off, or does it turn you off? Are you like not into it, or are you into it? Okay. okay. All right. Um, YouTube makeup tutorials gets you off or turns you off? Gets me off. Gets I you love, off. Yeah, I love makeup tutorials because I'm horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not horrible <laughs> at makeup, but I love seeing people and what they can do with makeup. Like, I'm, I'm not the best, and I love the tutorials, but I can't follow them worth anything. I, I probably need <laughs> real professional help um, YouTube, you know, but I, I love watching the transformations and just the beauty. I mean, it's artistry at its best, so it's definitely Is there that turns me on. Is there anybody in particular that you that you follow or that you that you like or stands out for you? No, no, they just kind of come across my feed. So I don't I don't have any one particular person that is like, oh my gosh. So no, okay. that's a moment. Okay, all right. So how about slasher films? Gets you off or turns you off? Totally gets me off. Ooh, I, love, um, I yes. love slasher films. Oh my God. <laughs> I am a huge fan. My wife is like, oh my gosh, why, we cannot watch these horror mills and films. <laughs> and it gives her nightmares, but I love slasher films. I love anything like murdery, mystery. Oh my gosh. Okay, so thrillers. Yeah, all of that. Oh, oh, have you seen? Okay, have you seen The Perfection? The that sounds familiar. What, what what is it about? Oh my god! Okay, so it's it's this is going to sound su super weird, but it's about um, uh, cello players. It's about um, uh, musicians and like their the practice of their music. But it's ah. like the psychological thriller um, by um, uh, uh, with the white woman and the black woman. 
Yes. 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 Right. Right. Oh, Amazing. That gave me the chills just thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't want to spoil people. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. And I don't want to say anything about it because it it was a mind fuck from top to bottom. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Go, go see it. Um, and I have to tell you, like, I'm going to throw out another shout out because um, another podcast that I listen to, Sex and Horror. Um, that's all they talk about is sex and horror and all these great things. It's a great podcast. Well, I'll definitely have to check um, that out. Yeah. Um, Daisy Greer, uh, shout out. Cause yeah, it's amazing. Um, so yes, right. I'm with you on the, on the horror stuff. Um, <laughs> love it. I love that stuff. Um, what's your favorite, what's your favorite, um, horror film? Mm, my favorite horror film probably of all time is definitely American Psycho. <gasps> yeah. yeah we are kindred spirits like, <laughs> <laughs> that is my all time followed by um friday uh the 13th uh, uh the third one the dream warriors oh okay dad oh nightmare not we we're we're cut from the same cloth yes. it is my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite dream warriors is my favorite yeah um, yes and american psycho i could just I mean, he could slice me up all day. I oh, really yeah. just I don't watch care. Like, over and over again. I'm like, look yes. how psycho he's getting, you know? Oh, and he's so hot. He is just so, <laughs> he is so hot. I'm like, I know you're crazy and I know it's wrong for me, but I, it's so, it feels so right. <laughs> it feels so good. Um, okay. Um, how about, okay. Uh, gets you off, turns you off, cut off shorts. Like cut off like little short shorts. Oh, totally gets me off. Yeah. Okay. Any anytime I can see a little a little bit of a booty cheek, I am I'm with it. <laughs> you know, like yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. So I feel like these are all kind of like a little bit easy. What about erotic piercings? Gets you off or turns you off? Like, well, I have a ton and... of them, so it's definitely okay. so totally... <laughs> <laughs> This was super easy. This was way too okay. And then adult films. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Adult films, that is a very yeah. complicated one for me, actually. Ooh, okay. Are you, are you talking imagine. about, like, pornography? Yeah. That is Not a like... really complicated one for me. So I feel, because some of them definitely get me off, and some of them definitely turn me off. And so it's, that's sort of like a grab bag. I guess it maybe just depends on, like, what it is or what's happening and, um but yeah, so, I, like what's your what's your theory about that? Because I know, I mean, I know it's a complicated situation. That, you know, a lot of a lot of women in particular feel like it objectifies them, and it's you know, and it's this horrible thing that degrades women. And I and I can totally see where where that would be the case. Um, so but I, also, I, there's yeah, I don't know. I I kind of probably have a, a little bit of a different perspective because I, I definitely think about you know women having the sense of agency as they're doing these films. Right. Um, the only thing about the the only thing about pornography that scares me is that people use it as education instead of entertainment. Right. Mm, and so okay. I, you know, it reminds me of this couple you know yesterday that I was coaching and. You know, he's like, you know, uh, is a husband, wife, heterosexual couple, um, cisgender couple. So they're like, um, he's like, you know, tapping her, her pussy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, you've seen that on porn. That's why you, 
that's why you did that. Right. And he's like, this doesn't really turn me on. I'm like, it doesn't really turn most people <laughs> on. <laughs> but they do it, it in court. Entertainment, right? And so like, there's a fine line between, you know, entertainment and education and trying to implement something. Now, can you get great ideas from porn? I think, yes, you can. Um, but can you use it for like everything? No, you can't. So right. I think that's where, um, you know, and and we see a lot of porn from the male gaze now. Sure. I'm black feminist, a womanist. So it's like to see porn that's from, you know, a different angle, I think is very helpful. Um, but the majority of free porn that's out there is definitely, you know, from the heterosexual male gaze. And so it is, um, it can be, you know, right. it, it can be detrimental to their sex life. I sure. would say that. <laughs> And there's got to be a point that's created from from a female perspective, from, oh, yeah. you know, from, you know, a cis female person. And, and I'm just wondering, you know, is there, I'm wondering, is there porn created, you know, by lesbians for lesbians? Is that a, even a thing? Like, does that exist? Oh, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But you got to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes it's just better to pay for the porn because you never know what you're going to get. When you yeah, start exactly. looking at free porn. <laughs> yeah, there's like really good quality like feminist porn out there. Like the Crash Pad series is really good. Like, you know, I love porn that shows like real life couples. And you know, there's that I forgot who that woman is that makes the website the make love not porn kind of thing. Oh yeah. Oh so, okay. I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I love seeing, you know, it's like going into a swingers club or a sex club, right? Like really seeing couples who are really engaged and like wanna be sexual together like that's really hot to me um so yeah. yeah okay so you know tricky situation so this is good that was painless yeah. i think you know <laughs> <laughs> okay so marla can you tell us so you've talked about you know you've talked about some of the the um the counseling that you've done with people um and so we'd like to talk about our first time on on the show so can you tell us about like the first time you did had to do like a sex workshop and you know, with a group of people. Oh my gosh, I totally thought you were talking about like my first time virginity wise. Oh, that was a great story. <laughs> You're like, I have a really good one. <laughs> um, so actually, um, I honestly, I don't remember the very first workshop I did. I know it was probably like at Agnes Scott or Spelman or some university. Uh, honestly, I've done so many that are kind of blurred together and my, you know, my memory is kind of like not that great. On them, <laughs> but um, but um, my first um, sex workshop, gosh. Are your most memorable sex workshop? Oh, I can tell you about my most memorable. My most memorable okay. workshop was definitely um, the very, well, it, it was the very first time that I had done an oral sex workshop where people could actually use their bodies, right? So okay, um, I was at Hedonism in Jamaica. Okay. And if you don't know what Hedonism is, it's like a, it's a nudist resort, um, but it's definitely catered towards swingers or uh, folks who are non-monogamous or, you know. Um, though, you know, open lifestyle folks. Right. <laughs> and so um, I did a late night workshop. Um, I was there. My best friend had invited me. She had won Miss Hedonism. And so she invited me the following year. So I was there for a week. And so uh, 
I did a little like I'm doing a private workshop in this in the hot tub. So I got a bunch of couples and um, I did my pussy eating workshop in the in the hot tub. So I had the women sort of lay out on um, outside of the hot tub on on the mats mm-hmm. and their husband. I was I was coaching their husbands basically on how to eat pussy. So um, I love everything about that. Yeah. <laughs> So it was really great. And, you know, some of the husbands like, oh, I don't think I'm doing it right. I'm like, well, go here and do this and do that. And so I was like coaching about like 10 couples, like all at once. And that that probably was my most memorable experience because it was the very first time that I really, really had the opportunity um, to dive deep with people who were open and not just listening to me lecture style, right, about right. it. And actually, we're like, no, we're going to do this. Okay, so, so- I'm able to duplicate that for all these years. So I've been really, so that is definitely the most memorable workshop I've had. I mean, that's really amazing. Cause I don't, I don't, okay. Like, like straight up being honest, like how many times people have you wanted to just like have someone like coach you through something where you're like, I know I'm not doing this right. And I just really (laughs) wish because sometimes couples can't communicate with each other that well. And I think, you know, the idea of having like a translator, um, there to sort of facilitate that is a great idea. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, that's like such a great way to say it. I am definitely like a translator, <laughs> like mediator. Like, I think he is saying this, and I think she's saying this. Is, am I right? You know, like, okay, can you do this thing? Yeah, totally. So what what are some what are some pointers for those? Because we want to make sure that, like I said, we want to make sure everyone's like geared up for their Valentine's Day. Is there like is there something that we can offer that offer listeners to be like, okay, try this, or, you know, this is something that you can do, or is it not that cut and dry? Is it like, this is, it's more of a uh, individualized sort of situation? Well, I mean, a lot of situations are definitely individualized, but there is definitely something that people can do, right? The the one thing I teach um, first and foremost is about our seduction learning styles. (laughs) And, um, you'll be able to get sort of more, a bigger explanation. I have a book coming out in April called The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay that I co-wrote with Dr. Jess O'Reilly. So I mentioned this in the book, but it's basically like, you know, we have our different learning styles, right? We're visual, we're audio or auditory, and we can be tactile. We learn these different ways. We're not only exclusive to one, but there's certain, in these different ways of learning, these are also the ways that we get seduced, right? Mm. So understanding this and understanding who you are. So um, I have a quiz and maybe um, in your um, description, I can give you the quiz link. Oh, and, yeah. um, I give people the quiz and I say, hey, like, look at this, take this quiz and see where you are. Are you a visual person? Are you more majority visual and tactile? Are you auditory? And um, each learning style is a, um, oh, a path to helping you seduce someone more. So for instance, if I um, if I gave you this quiz, right? And okay. you are, I'm gonna guess you are visual tactile. We seem very similar, so. Okay, yeah, that's, that seems about right. That seems about right. <laughs> um, I would say the way that I would seduce you, right? would be like to look deep in your eyes. Do so you have lots of eye contact? Um, if I wanted to seduce you to come over to my place, I would make sure the place is tidy. 
Mm -hmm. um, I would make sure everything is in its right place because as a visual person, you get distracted, right, by all the different things. Mm -hmm. um, I would make sure I'm dressed well. Um, I would maybe do a strip tease or um, I would maybe tell you a story with lots of different clues or, or lots of different, um, I'm sorry, details um, about the story. I would do like all of these sort of different visual aspects um, to, to help you get seduced by me, right? In addition, if you're tactile as well, right? The way that I touch you. So it, I could think about all of the um, different pressure points that I could use on your body or how I use my body up against yours. Um, I could even wear different types of, you know, we're used to cotton all the time. So I could wear different types of clothing. Mm -hmm. uh, that would have, you know, different patterns or, you know, would feel differently on your, on your body or on your hands. Um, so there's, there's, you know, lots of different ways that you can seduce someone by dancing, you know, those sort of things that are, that are tactile. And I then mean, with auditory, huh? go ahead. Ooh, you yeah. yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready and to go. With, um, auditory, like you would, um, like I would, if I were to seduce you, I would actually just listen to what you have to say and give you feedback. So lots of auditory people love to hear themselves speak. So they're usually like, oh, a good conversation makes me feel seduced. And it's like, well, actually, you're the one mostly talking. They're just giving you feedback and you and you don't realize it because you're so enthralled by how much they're paying attention to you. Right? Wow. <laughs> Um, that's that's crazy. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. From like low, soft, deep tones to music to all of these things are sort of seduction. That, they're not sort of, they are seduction tactics depending on your learning style. Okay. Excellent. So this, I love everything about it. Cause even just in the description of what you were saying and everything, I was like, Oh, I'm getting a little weak in the knees. And she's like spot on. Like all of these things I'm like, yes, all, all of those things would be, especially like the tidiness. I do find myself like being distracted if there's like lots of stuff in a room. Mm -hmm. I find myself looking around at all the stuff in the room and not paying attention to the person. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Um, that's crazy. So this is, so that was, you know, we're doing a little foreplay, but I want to like jump into um, some nitty gritty stuff. Okay. Uh, so, and this is because it's, coming from particularly coming from um you know living here in the south um where everything is very prim and proper um and bless your heart um and being you know african-americans and also being you know this idea of uh sexuality and and what you know and you know what sex is used for and all of these things and um and the idea of race and all that stuff. So you start getting into like kink and taboo and, and things like that um, and into fetish lifestyle um, and talking about that. So what, um, why, why is it? Why do we, why do we still have these sort of holdups about um, taboo and being able to express ourselves? What's, what's that about? Hmm. Well, I think a lot of the taboos that come from, especially here in the South, like thinking about religious aspects, you know, um, there's a lot of religious trauma in our communities. Uh -huh. um, and the, you know, the whole, you know, you're going to hell for being queer, you're going to hell for, you know, engaging in sex before marriage, you know, 
all of these things um, tend to, you know, um, be pervasive in our psyche. So um, there, I find that there's a lot of religious trauma. It's so interesting because I'm originally from California. Okay. And so I didn't grow up with the religious trauma. Um, my parents were very um, accepting, you know, after they got used to the whole, you know, queer thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it took them a little a bit, a bit of a, you know, a couple of weeks to get used to it, but a, a couple of weeks and not five years. Right. right. So, you got off easy there. and then <laughs> right, Yeah. You know, um, so there was just sort of a different mindset. Um but what I find here is that the, the, like you said, the prim and proper, like, oh, I don't fit into this, right? I don't fit here. I don't fit there. Where do I fit in? So a lot of times people who are queer and in the South want to fit in as much as possible. So they, um, um, so they tend to prescribe to maybe ideals that aren't, um, that might be harmful for other queer folks. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, just it is. So how do you know? How can you? How do you find out? I guess here's another question: How do you find? How do you discover what your kink is, or if you are a person who is kinky? If you've never tried anything like that before, or you? I mean, I'm sure there's some inclinations, and there's some like, well, maybe I don't know. But if you've never had the opportunity to express that, how do you discover that sort of thing? Gosh, you know, it's so interesting. I am. It, it's funny because I think people well, I feel like people now, you know, you can Google anything. Right. Right. And so when you Google things, I think it's best if you're like, oh, I want to get into kinky stuff. Usually Google it. Um, Fat life, I know, is probably not going to come up right away. But right. Um, but you can if you were like interested in BDSM and kink, I definitely suggest going on to Fat life and um, going to munches that are near you and munches are like um, they're like uh, casual lunches um, with kinky folks. Right. So you can go there, ask questions, be like, you know, I'm curious about this. I'm curious about that. Um, but I feel like now since, you know, 50 shades of gray, came out, <laughs> you know, there kink is definitely more accepted right um mm -hmm. you know because the middle class white women were like oh yes right and so it's it just cool <laughs> yeah right it's like, a major motion picture forever <laughs> yeah and, and the fact that you know queer folks have been the starters of kink right like right. We were the ones who who um got it all started so it's kind of like um now you know um it's finally getting recognized as something that is, is valid, is another way of sexual expression. Um, and, you know, it, a lot of things that we find sexy, honestly, probably come from our childhood, right? Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back to my own childhood and like, I had like three spankings in my whole life. I was a really good kid, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, ooh, I love spankings. And I love spankings. I love teaching people how to spank. And I'm like, I don't think I got enough of it when I was a kid. You know? <laughs> I want more. I want to indulge in this spanking thing. Oh, and my gosh. Adult, it feels good, right? 
It does. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It feels real good. Um, especially yeah. if you do it right. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you we do really it right. Are, like, my, I'm really surprised yeah. that we have not run into each other more. And <laughs> 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 our experiences. Um, so what, okay. So speaking of kink, um, what, what is the kinkiest thing you've ever done? Oh my, I would say probably for your audience. <laughs> and this is a safe space. This is totally open. Like it's, you know, we're cool, whatever. <laughs> the kinkiest thing I ever done and will continue to do, honestly, um, mm-hmm. is probably I have a love for pussy worship and torture. And so um, that's probably the kinkiest thing that is on my radar. I am with you. I am with you on that. I'm I'm on this I'm kind of on the same level when it comes to to penis. I'm like I love a good penis. I just think they're lovely and wonderful and I could just sit there and enjoy and indulge all day and give it deference and reverence um that I think it deserves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, yes, let's worship it and then let's torture it, right? Yes. So, <laughs> then um, beat it down. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, this is great. Um, so what else do we have here on our uh, on our little plate here? So so oh wait, you speaking of speaking of all this kink and torture and all this, you have an event coming up, right? You have I event. Do. Yes, I do. I have lots of events, but the, uh, the closest event right now is coming up for Valentine's Day. I have a Valentine's Day event mm-hmm. and it is, um, it is a, uh, it's called my kinky Valentine's and it is a three part workshop. So we're going to be learning about seduction, um, going to be practicing dirty talk and we're going to be practicing our um, spanking slapping choking skills right to make sure we're doing them correctly and fun so it's a different kind of date night for valentine's um it's definitely inclusive you know as a queer person myself it's you know i i do see a lot of heterosexual couples um but um my language is always inclusive you know similar to how we run sex down south so um, everything we do is always considered sort of being in a safer, safer space. Um, so yeah, we have a, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to be feeding people some aphrodisiac wine and some aphrodisiac snacks. So I'm excited about it. So where, okay. So it's, it's Valentine's day, February 14th. Um, and where is it? Where is it? Is the event located? So, um, so if you want to sign up, you can find it on Eventbrite. Um, And so it's just velvetlips.eventbrite.com if you want to sign up. And then um, it is, it, it, I rented out a space for it. So it's, okay. in, yeah, industrial district. So, um, okay. right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find it on Eventbrite, though. <laughs> All the details. Gotcha. Are there. gotcha. Excellent. And so, and can you tell us, like, tell us a little bit more about the conference that you run? Um, yeah, so Sex Down South is a really, it's a fun conference. We're going into our sixth year this year. Um, last year, we had about 550 people. We're expecting about 650 this year. Uh, we, um, It's a conference for everybody, um, and we really do mean everybody. And we tend to, well, we tend to, we, because we are, you know, cisgender, Black women, um, you know, I'm queer, my business partner, she's polyamorous, straight. Um, 
And, you know, we, uh, we are kinky or I'm kinky. I should say she's not so much kinky, but, (laughs) 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 but basically we've combined like, you know, our identities and made this conference. And so we are, um, what we're, what we're doing is we're, I hate to say we're uplifting, you know, the voices of folks of color, queer and trans folks, um, uh, folks who are disabled, um, uh, sex workers, like all the folks who normally sort of, you know, get put in the margins, right? Right. Marginalized people. Yeah. Excuse me. And so um, it's three days of learning, right? So during the day we learn, you know, from freaking eight or 9 a.m. to five or whatever. And then in the evening we have fun and we party at night. We have shows, we have a dungeon. Um, You know, this year I want to do some, maybe some genital molding. Um, I want to, you know, there's, we have a healing space as well. So if people, you know, you know, we do center survivors as well. So like, you know, if people are feeling some type of way or need some therapy, we have free therapists that are on call during the conference the whole time. Um, if you have children, we have um, child care. Um, we have, you know, we, we try to make it as accessible as possible. You have literally thought of everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make sure we, you know, we're doing our best to, to, to make sure people can get the information that they need. Right. And if, you know, if the, if you can't, like, if the ticket is, you know, you don't want to pay that much for the ticket, you can always volunteer. So there's always, you know, there's a way to attend our conference in a, in a way to, we're trying to make it as accessible as possible. We have payment plans. So if you're like, yo, I can do this much per month and pay off. <laughs> yeah, we, we do payment plans and we'll pay for, you know, we'll do anything. We can book your travel, we can book your hotel and you can pay for your ticket. Like how, whatever payment plan you want to be on, we can make that happen for you. That's so, amazing. So when, when is the next conference? When is this one coming up? So the next one is September 10th through the 12th. Okay. Um, if we have also therapists that come through, so it's lots of educators, lots of therapists, but also lots of enthusiasts. So people who just, you know, want to learn. And um, we do have CEUs and CEs that continue education credits that will be available for people and, um, you know, for those that need them, I also do recommendation letters to those folks that need them. And, um, and we also, this year we're kicking off, we've had a local event a couple of years ago called sex in the middle in Kansas city. So okay. we're trying to do a little bit more local events. So we will have sex in the middle. We're going to have sex on the beach, um, in Fort South Florida. So it will be like Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Okay. And we are going to have one in New Orleans. So we haven't come up with a name for that one yet, but we're working on it. Big Easy Sex. You know? I know, right? <laughs> I think it's Sex in the Big Easy, you know? Sex in the Big Easy. The you folks know? in New Orleans, like, we don't call it the Big Easy. <laughs> right. It's just like in Atlanta. Nobody in Atlanta calls it Hot Atlanta. Like, right. Oh my God. <laughs> Tourists. <laughs> um, so. so this is this is great. Um, so this this kind of came up in, in the um, in your description of the um, of the conference. If you are someone who is exploring or is into you know polyamory or or kink or anything like that, and you have kids and and you're and you're dealing with you know family and all of this other stuff, like I'm just curious about how how people deal with that, like coming out to 
family and friends. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's sort of the same situation as, you know, coming out as queer. Um, but what's your experience been like with that, with people having to sort of come out to their, their friends and family? Well, um, there is a really great book by Elizabeth, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Chef, um, called The Polyamorous Next Door. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, it basically summarizes her research in polyamory and how, um, you know, the kids, the kids' perceptions and how they feel um, about polyamorous um, folks um, and how people are really living their lives, you know? So um, she gives some great detail on that. I did my master's thesis research after modeled after her in, for folks of color. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, people come out in different ways, you know, um, but there is, there are resources out there. So, right. <laughs> there are resources. And I mean, I feel pretty lucky when I came out as non-monogamous to my mom, my mom was like, oh, it's just another thing, right? Like one more to add to the list. All right, you know. Um, So I, you know, I I hope that, you know, folks can get reactions like my mother's, you know, and and some people have, and some people think it's a phase and, you know. um, Right. So very very similar to like, coming out as, as gay or. Oh or yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Coming out as anything that is not, you know, in the center of the, you know, right. Not centered in everyday life. Because I've, I've had people um, come out to me as, as polyamorous or, or, you know, or pansexual or things like that. And, and it's always been the people who have, have always surprised me that they are, but I'm always super excited for them that they have found that like that they've, you know, found something that makes them happy and that that they felt comfortable enough to come to me to to share that with me and I think that's really important that like if someone's coming out to you and sharing this thing with you that they that they're trusting you and that they you know and that they love you enough to say hey this is really who I am and I want to share this part of my life with you um and that that's important um so I was very excited and I was like oh this is great (laughs) we have more to talk about now you know like so I think that's really, I think it's been a really great um, experience. So I'm so glad that you were able to come on and that, you know, the universe sought fit to like <laughs> put us together in some yeah. in some way. Thank you, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's probably the only time I'll thank Facebook. Okay. About, <laughs> about anything. anything. I was like, mm, about yeah, totally, right? Um, so uh, craziness. Um, so... Thank you so much for for being on. This has been super exciting. So, where can where can people find information about you, or you know, get help from you, or books from you, or where can we reach you? Yeah. So, um, you can reach me at velvetlipssexed.com, uh, as well as sexdownsouth.com. And uh, our handles on uh, Instagram. So I have my own personal handle because I also do, you know, research for nonprofits and stuff. So if you want to go to my website, it's MarlaReneeStewart.com. My handles on everything are the number one, Marla, M-A-R-L-A, Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T. And um, Velvet Lips Sex Ed, but sex doesn't have the E in it because, you know, social media, they're scared of sex. And then um, 
uh, Sex Down South ATL for Facebook and Twitter, and then it's SDS Con on Instagram. Excellent. And we'll get all of these um, links and we'll put them up in the show notes so that you can link directly to them, um, as well as uh, Marla's sex quiz so that you can yes. find out who you are sexually and really kind of get to know yourself. Um, that might be a good little fun thing to do um, with your date on Valentine's Day. Is taking yes, a it's quiz. a total uh, great sex hack, by the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally. Excellent. Um, so thank you so much. Um, thank you again, Marla, for, for joining us. And actually, Marla is going to be coming back with us um, next week because she's going to, uh, we were or, um, we were talking about, we were going to do our queer bait of the week and we were going to talk about um, sex offenders and, and all of that stuff um, and with, uh, with Sparky. And so we really wanted to like have someone who really understood the language and understood sort of the um, the breadth of that. So Marla's going to be joining us for that conversation as well. Um, so it's going to be kind of an intense conversation. So, you know, we want to make sure that everyone is prepared and we're, you know, giving trigger warnings and all of that stuff. Um, but she's agreed to join us for that. So join us next week for a continuation of this conversation with Marla. Um, so thank you again, Marla, for, um, coming out. Any last words before we, before we sign off here? No, just thank you for having me. I really enjoyed my time with you. Thank you. And anytime you want to come on, anytime you've got something coming up, just let me know. We'll gladly have you on the show. Sweet. I will do. Excellent. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Again, you're listening to Queer Bait. I'm your host, Anthony Manuel. And until next time, bye. And we are back. So I don't know about you all, but I am feeling excited and empowered and emboldened by that conversation uh, with Marla. And it has been amazing. Uh, Such a wonderful guest and such a wonderful gift. Thank you again so much for coming on. So if you are interested in any of the information that Marla talked about, we'll be putting those in the show notes, so check it out. We'll do the link to the quiz so you can find out. Um, I took the quiz and I found out that I am tactile, um, so that was really interesting. And so, yeah, so check it out. Um, And then tune in again. Like I said, tune in for our uh, mini-show when we talk about... um, sex crimes and punishments and Marla will be joining us for that because it's a super sensitive topic and we wanted her to stick around so she agreed to do that so check it all out super excited um you guys this has been amazing I'm so excited about this uh and we've got some great guests coming up for you um over the next couple weeks Uh, we are nearing the end of the season but it's um it's been wonderful and very exciting and we will talk to you guys next time oh and if you want to get in touch with me Hit me up on Twitter, um, Manuel Anthony at Twitter, um, on Instagram, Anthony Manuel, or you can always send me an email at AnthonyManuel at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021 is brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. You can binge on Fringe on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. 
If you like this piece, leave a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts.